Welcome to Beyond the Walls with Jeremy Thomas. Today we have a small taste, an appetizer, a short snippet of one of Jeremy's recent teachings covering the key point or key doctrine from that sermon. It's a short, easy to digest, and encouraging sample from a bigger lesson. We hope you enjoy it. The second work we'll look at is indwelling. And again, I've got a note of some summary ideas here about indwelling. First of all, Old Testament Israel, during that period of history, prophets, priests, and kings were temporarily indwelt by the Spirit. Okay? Temporarily indwelt. But when you come to the New Testament church, all believers in the New Testament church, not a select group like the leaders, as in Old Testament Israel, prophets, priests, and kings, but all are indwelt. It occurs once, it occurs at the moment of salvation, so you can't lose the indwelling and then happen again or something like that. You either are indwelt or you're not, which would mean you're either a believer or you're not, Okay, because it happens at salvation. And now in the New Testament church, it's permanent. Okay, Once he comes to indwell us, he remains dwelling within us. Nothing we do is going to force him to leave. Um, and he's taken the idea of indwelling is he has taken up residence in us. He has taken up residence in us. Of course, he's he's omnipresent, right? So he's completely at every space in and outside of the created order. But he has, in a special way, taken up residence in believers. Okay. So I, I hear some people say, "Well, he's everywhere, so he's in unbelievers too." I'm like, "No, no, no. This is a special." type of resonance dwelling that he takes up only in believers. He doesn't do this type of dwelling in unbelievers. All right, so it's it's a relational dwelling. Now, um, so before Pentecost, the Spirit indwelled prophets, priests, and kings, but it was only temporary. You can remember such things as uh, David's prayer in Psalm 51, his prayer of confession regarding a sin that he committed with Bathsheba. He prays, take not your spirit from me. Remember? Because he had received the Spirit in his anointing to become king, and he had received the Spirit to indwell him for the purpose of serving in that capacity. But because Saul had lost his position as king, and God had taken the Spirit from him, from Saul, and an evil spirit came and bothered Saul, remember? Uh, David prays, Take not your spirit from me. He realized that. He had been given a temporary indwelling of the Spirit as long as he was the authorized king of Israel. And if he were to step out of that office and no longer serve in that capacity, he would lose the indwelling of the Spirit. So in the Old Testament, it's different, okay? And that's why I say you have to watch the Holy Spirit's works. They can change. They can be active at one point, be suspended at other points, uh, be uh, permanent in some areas and temporary in others. It, it changes. You just have to study and watch. What, what he's doing. Uh, in John 7, 37 and to 39, and in John 14, 17, Jesus revealed that the Spirit would be given to those who believed and would remain with them forever, which was a new thing. Okay, Because in the Old Testament, he didn't necessarily remain with them forever, in the kings or the prophets, whatever. He could, uh, could leave. Okay, but now, now he's promising to remain forever. So I guess we could look there. We're in John 3, so we just flip a few pages to John 7, 37 to 39. Now, on the last day, 
the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture said, from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water. What's he talking about? Well, he thankfully tells us in verse 39. But this he spoke of the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were to receive. They hadn't received him yet, yet, but they were to receive. It says, for the Spirit was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. So the Holy Spirit was not given to indwell believers until the Lord Jesus Christ was, or after he was glorified. And we know that occurs with his resurrection, so it at least could not be before the resurrection that the permanent indwelling of the Spirit came upon believers. But also John 14, 17 adds a little bit more, so let's turn there. 14, 17. Speaks of the permanency of the Spirit's indwelling in the future and limits it only to believers. John 14, 17, he says the hel he's praying that the Helper will come. And he says, that is the Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see Him or know Him. You know Him because He abides with you and He will be in you. In you. He will be in you. Okay. So this is the concept of the Holy Spirit taking up residence in these believers and abiding in, in this condition with them, or in them, excuse me, in them, uh, throughout their believing lives here on earth. Okay. Uh, let's see what else. After Pentecost. So after Pentecost, the Spirit is given to all who believe. We should say beginning on Pentecost. The Spirit is given to all who believe. Romans 5.5, 5, so that if you don't have the Spirit, guess what? You don't belong to Him. And so if you do have the Spirit, you do belong to Him, right? Meaning you're a believer, you're, you belong to, to God, okay? So let's look to the book of Romans. How about chapter 8? Romans chapter 8, verse 9. Since we're here on Romans 5.5, 5, Romans 5, 5, just, I'll just read it. Hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. The Holy Spirit was given to us, past tense. So the moment a person believes, the Holy Spirit is given to you. Okay. And that's when you have his indwelling presence, presence when he has taken up residence in you. Uh, Romans 8, 9 and 11. In Romans 8, 9, he says to the Roman believers, However, you are not in the flesh, but you are in the Spirit, if indeed the Spirit of God dwells in you. But if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, he does not belong to him. Notice how it's called the Spirit of God, and he's also called the Spirit of who? Christ. Remember I said earlier the procession, the order of sending, the Father sends the Son, but it's both the Father and the Son that send the Spirit. And so the the Spirit is sometimes described as the Spirit of God in the sense that God sent Him. He's sometimes described as the Spirit of Christ in the sense that Christ also sent Him. Okay, so that's describing this principle of procession or sending, first, second, third persons. But see, you have if you have the Spirit, you belong to Him. If you don't, you do not belong to Him. So all believers have the Spirit of God dwelling in them. Verse 11 also, If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, in you, 
He who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through his Spirit who dwells in you. So the Spirit's dwelling in you is the assurance that, one of the assurances that you will be resurrected like Christ. So you can count on that if you're a believer because the Spirit dwells within every one of you. Thank you for joining us today on Beyond the Walls with Jeremy Thomas. If you found the lesson insightful, please consider subscribing below so that you don't miss any additional teachings from Jeremy. And if you're looking for additional resources or additional formats, links are in the description below. But above all, we want you to be encouraged and exhorted by the very Word of God. We hope that Jeremy is opening it up to you in a way that makes it even more understandable than what you've known in the past. So until next time, take care.